This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome astronomer Richard Monda to the program to discuss the great American solar eclipse taking place this coming Monday, August 21st. Richard Monda writes the monthly column Star Talk in the Sunday edition of the Daily Gazette. He's frequently seen and heard on Capital District news media discussing astronomy. He has degrees from Union College and Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. He uh, was the planetarium director at the Schenectady Museum Planetarium for 10 years and is a fellow of the International Planetarium Society. Currently, he teaches physics and astronomy at Hudson Valley Community College. What's the big picture on Monday's solar eclipse? Bob, the excitement surrounding the solar eclipse is literally astronomical. <laughs> okay. I don't... I've never seen a solar eclipse get such attention, but it's going to be a terrific event because the total solar eclipse only goes through one country, and that's the United States, and that's why it's becoming called the Great American Solar Eclipse. Is that right? I, honestly, I didn't really realize that, but that's that's the deal, one country. Right. Nonetheless, everybody in North America, Central America, and the northern part of South America will see the partial solar eclipse. Mm -hmm. That is, could be as many as 500 million people seeing the partial phases of the solar eclipse. And it's estimated that as much as 100 million people will see the total solar eclipse because everybody in the United States lives within a one or two hour or one or two day drive of uh, the total eclipse path, which goes from the northwest into the southeast. Now, let's talk about our area, you know, the capital district of upstate New York. What kind of uh, eclipse are we getting? Okay, we're going to see a partial solar eclipse when only part of the sun is blocked by the moon. It will start when the moon first starts to cover the sun at 1.22 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And about 66% of the sun will be covered at 2.42 p.m. And the eclipse will end when the moon completely uncovers the sun at 3.56 p.m. Since part of the sun will always be exposed, we have to use safe solar viewing methods in order to see this solar eclipse. Well, we best spend some time on that. I, I've heard a lot, you know, a lot of discussion about this or, or warnings because apparently observing a, a solar eclipse with a naked eye or improperly could cause damage to your eyesight. Absolutely. Your eye focuses the rays of light on the retina. The tissue will easily burn. So... Our mother's advice, never look at the sun when it's up there in the sky. So what are these glasses, the special glasses for the eclipse? And the caveat is always not just sunglasses. That's right. Sunglasses reduce the intensity of sunlight, but we also have to reduce uh, the infrared rays, the heat rays that we feel on our skin because our eyes do focus them. And in recent times, there's this new direct way of observing the sun with solar eclipse glasses. They're different than eyeglasses. They contain a special plastic that's usually dark or is aluminized with an aluminum reflective coating. Uh, there's two of these so-called lenses in a cardboard frame. And although we do wear them like eyeglasses, it's a good idea to keep the sides of them held against the sides of your head just to be sure that they don't suddenly fall off. Um, these reduce the intensity of sunlight to uh, comfortable levels and also, more importantly as well, 
reduce the uh, infrared and ultraviolet light. So that stays out of our eyes as well. So even those of us up here in partial eclipse land, we have, we have to wear these or do other precautions. You have to either wear solar eclipse glasses or you have to use some of the other methods of safely observing the sun. The direct methods would include putting a safe solar filter over the front, not the back, but the front of binoculars or a telescope. And by the way, never use your solar eclipse glasses at the eyepiece of a telescope because the telescope focuses the sun's rays and they'll easily burn through the solar eclipse glasses. Uh, one of the long-time methods for observing the sun directly is a number 14 welder's glass. And then there's also the ways we learned in grammar school, like the shoebox projector. Okay. We take a shoebox, make a hole in it, put aluminum foil over that hole, take a little pin, make a little hole in the, the aluminum foil, and then project it inside the shoebox. Just be sure not to look at the pinhole through uh, at the sun. So the good news is there are ways to protect your eyes. The bad news is, if you go to your local big box store to buy one, these special solar eclipse glasses, it could be they'll be out of them. It's very likely at this point, um, many sources on the Internet are sold out, whether they are uh, special uh, telescope solar filters or if they're just eclipse glasses. There has been quite a run on those. Now, there are various uh, events being held here in the Capital District, kind of eclipse viewing parties. Siena College is having one. Uh, Schenectady, uh, my size, it's called, Museum of Innovation and Science off uh, Not Terrace. Uh, there's a camp over in East Greenbush I saw online. Uh, it's called Camp Is Shoda. Uh, they're having a, a viewing party. And uh, Nishiyuna High School, one of the science teachers there, is doing something at their uh, soccer field. Uh, so that, you know... Might be nice to go where people are, especially knowledgeable people. So if you don't have those glasses, they can tell you don't don't look at it. That's absolutely right. It's best to get to an observing event where there are amateur astronomers who are versed and practiced in safely observing the sun, and they have the right equipment to the to observe the sun with. You have seen a, a solar eclipse. In fact, you're wearing your T-shirt. Uh, and the date is obscured by the desk here. It's okay. Oh, well, anyway, what? Uh, where well, did you go for that eclipse? On February 26, 1998, there was a total eclipse of the sun that went through Aruba. And as a matter of fact, um, one of the Niskayuna High School teachers at that time had gotten tickets with the Boston Amateur Telescope makers. They had planned a beautiful trip to Aruba. His wife wasn't able to go, so I purchased the ticket, and it was just a terrific week in Aruba. Not only was it a week in Aruba during the winter, but it was also so well planned. Uh, you know, the hotel was already arranged, all the transportation, the transportation to the observing site, and most of all, at eclipse time, it was clear. And, Bob, there is... I always thought that the Aurora Borealis was the most beautiful sight I've seen in the night sky. Well, the most beautiful sight I've seen in the sky is a totally eclipsed sun. It's just amazing to see this jet black mm. dot up in the sky where the sun was. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you see these pinkish prominences around the sides of the sun, which are storms on the sun, and then the whitish ghostly wisps of the solar corona become visible, the outer atmosphere of the sun. 
It's an amazing, just an amazing sight. Yeah. Have you seen a, a total solar eclipse any other time or just that once so far? Just that once so far. And uh, it's as they say, uh, once you see one, you'll want to see another one. It's called, um, in the astronomy community, it's called eclipse fever. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, I understand that when you have the totality, they have, is it called the diamond ring effect? Well, there are a few uh, phenomena that happen just before the sun is totally eclipsed. You have the last bit of sunlight shining, and that's called the diamond ring. And then as the moon covers just slightly more of the sun, you have what's called Bailey's beads, which is sunlight shining through the craters of the moon. And then the moon moves along in its orbit and completely covers the sun. Wow. Now, Richard Monda has seen one solar eclipse, a total uh, solar eclipse, and hopes to see another this Monday. We'll talk about his trip uh, to where uh, the eclipse will be total when we continue on Talk of the Town. Our guest is astronomer Richard Monda. I'm Bob Cudmore on Magic 590 and 100.5 FM. We continue on Talk of the Town talking about the great American solar eclipse only seen in the, uh, the United States of America. It's coming up this coming Monday. Joining us is astronomer Richard Monda, who's uh, telling us about uh, the eclipse, the needed precautions you should take with the special glasses to observe the eclipse, even the partial one that we'll have here in the Capital District. But, uh, Richard, I gather you're going to this year's eclipse. Yes, I'm heading for the path of totality. That's where the moon completely blocks the sun for a few minutes. Uh, the maximum is in Carbondale, Illinois, at 2 minutes 40 seconds of totality. Uh, most places have about two and a half minutes of the sun being blocked out. The um, solar eclipse path for totality comes ashore at Lincoln Beach in Oregon and then goes through Idaho, through Casper, Wyoming, through Lincoln, Nebraska, and then clips the north part of Kansas City, then the south part of St. Louis through Nashville, and then exits the east coast through Charleston, South Carolina. The best place to see a solar eclipse is really wherever it's clear that day. So one plays the statistics game on clear skies, and the weather statistics tell us that between the Grand Teton National Park and Lincoln, Nebraska, is where the greatest expectation for clear skies is. Mm -hmm. So you're going with Casper, Wyoming. Yes, I'm going to Casper, Wyoming area. That is ground zero between the Grand Teton National Park and Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm, uh, because the statistics uh, portend right. uh, good weather. But, of course, you've been following the weather this past week, and they've been having rain or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. they've been having storms, but the long-range forecast for next Monday is out, and it is clear skies. And right at this point, from what I've seen, also locally, it is clear skies. Yes, I believe that's the case. Now, how, what did, how did you arrange a place to stay? I, I hate to steal your thunder, but you were telling me when we were setting this up that you couldn't even get a hotel room anywhere in Wyoming. Now, these things I get booked far, far in advance. Six months ago, I couldn't even get a room in Wyoming. So I have to uh, stay in northern Colorado and drive two hours up into the solar eclipse path. Mm. And, and what are you going to do? Are you going to camp out or how are you going to do this? Now I'm going to fly in and then stay um, in northern Colorado and, and then drive up for the day into the total eclipse path and then come back and 
I'll fly back home. But are you going to go to a place where there? Well, I suppose anybody who's there is watching the eclipse, right? I'm sure there'll be people <laughs> throughout the back roads, wherever the total eclipse path is. However, there are many, many events that cities and towns are having along the total eclipse path. In the Casper area, there are several. There are booklets out on, on the web as well as what's happening as far as the special events in the Casper region. I'm heading in particular to a place that's southeast of Casper, Wyoming, called Glendo. And it's a little small town of about 200 people at their airfield. They're having an eclipse-observing event. And, you know, you have to remember that these things uh, take several hours, a couple of hours to take place. It takes about an hour and 20 minutes for the moon to go to through for the sun to go through its partial phases and then we have totality then it takes about an hour and 20 minutes for the moon to uncover the sun so you're talking about three hours there and um, there's support there that as far as food water bathrooms security that kind mm-hmm. of thing mm. i wanted to get this in i'm not an astronomer but i think one of the reasons the solar eclipse speaks to people so much or you know people get so interested in it maybe especially this year is this is completely outside the control of humankind. No matter what uh, you know, uh, the North Koreans are doing, no matter what the Americans are doing, whatever anybody's doing, this is going to happen. Yes, that's right. Uh, the moon continues to fall around the Earth and its orbit, and this gives us a chance to actually experience it, to see it, to almost feel the celestial motions in progress because we can see the moon slowly moving against this bra- backdrop of the sun. So even though during the night we, um, we know the moon is moving eastward in its orbit around the Earth, uh, during a solar eclipse, we actually can see that very easily. Mm. And the, the history of eclipses is, you know, is fascinating. Um, I mean, years ago, people, you know, if they didn't, before people knew how to predict them, uh, they were really, really scary. Sure, there were... Um, there's a, a battle that was stopped uh, mm. in uh, so many, many centuries ago. Uh, these things were, until the celestial motions were understood, it was a phenomenon that was uh, very frightening to our ancestors. And I, I, one thing I was, I was reading on no less a source than Wikipedia, that uh, sometimes historians try to date events knowing when eclipses happen. You know, That's it, right. That's a branch of astronomy called archaeoastronomy, in which uh, they try to uh, align uh, certain events in the sky with certain monuments, such as Stonehenge was uh, is believed to be an eclipse predictor. Uh, and you're right, as far as paintings go, uh, dating when that was done, you're right that they date by celestial events as well. The only uh, city that I've been to on this list of cities across America is Charleston, South Carolina. And when we went there, I think it was last year, we actually had some uh, beverages and snacks in this rooftop bar. You know, it's open to the uh, sky. And I imagine that's going to be a hot place to be. Um, I've heard that people that live there are having eclipse parties in Charleston. It's the last major city that the total eclipse path will go through before it heads out into the Atlantic. So uh, the eclipse path, the total eclipse path, is going to get crowded on uh, eclipse day 
Uh, They say plan on traffic jams, plan on giving yourself much more time on the road than it would normally take. I mean, is there a certain segment of the population that goes, ho-hum, I mean, what difference does this make? That's true. There is. people. Some people just aren't interested that what happens up there is uh, little influence on our lives. This is an event that no special equipment is required to see, except solar eclipse glasses, which only cost a few dollars at most. Uh, And it gives us a chance to... uh, you connect with the cosmos to actually, again, see what's going on in the cosmos in real time. Mm. Also, there are a couple of, I, I noticed you, you sent out some information on the eclipse, uh, like little things about it, uh, that you'll be able to see some planets during the solar eclipse. Right. It's kind of a misnomer that the sky gets dark during a total solar eclipse and all the stars come out. But it does get to be twilight so that the brighter planets do become visible. Uh, Venus will be visible. The uh, star Regulus of Leo the Lion might be visible. It's very close to the sun. Uh, There are some other planets in the sky, depending on where you are and the position of the sun when the eclipse happens. For instance, uh, Jupiter, which we see in our evening sky, will be uh, low in the east when the, the solar eclipse occurs. Now, with this American total solar eclipse in a certain band across the country, um, how rare is this event? I mean, how how long would we have to wait or would we have the years to wait for the next one? Okay, this might sound unusual, but we have two solar eclipses and two lunar eclipses on average every year. Uh, Earlier this year in late February, we did have a solar eclipse that went across the uh, southern tip of South America and out into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, But to get a solar eclipse over a populated area is rather rare because the total eclipse path is very narrow, usually uh, less than 90 miles in width. This one is less than about 70 miles in width. So uh, to get a solar eclipse... Uh, in a populated area. It's very rare. Usually, um, they say, if you look at all the numbers, it takes about 300, 350 years for a total eclipse to uh, get into the same general region. Well, that that, that is a long time. Yes. Well, well, I certainly hope that uh, you enjoy yourself out in uh, Casper, Wyoming, and that you come back with with uh, great stories. Um, have, have your students been interested in this? You're, you're teaching now, right? Yes, I am. Uh, I teach physics and astronomy at Hudson Valley, as you had mentioned earlier. Um, in the astronomy class, which is more for a general audience of students, they, uh, there are students that are going to the solar eclipse path somewhere along the path. And uh, you know, I've told them it's going to be a memory for their life. You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5 FM. Our guest, astronomer Richard Monda, discussing the great American solar eclipse taking place in the afternoon of this coming Monday, August 21st. This program will soon be available as a podcast on the Magic 590 website and my website, bobcudmore.com.